0: Welcome to another episode of Thanks Divorce, where we discuss the lessons, the awakenings, and the gruesome beauty of going through a divorce. And I'm your host, Janine Bell. In this episode, I talked to Sherry Timko, a psychotherapist and couples coach. In the interview, we talked about her divorce, of course, we talk about what she learned from it and how it informs her coaching and also her personal life and her new marriage and we get into things like boundaries integrity and accountability and what i love about this perspective is that she has something for everyone really like the people who are entering in a new relationship or people in between who want to think about how to enter a new relationship and also for the people who may be leaving a marriage and how to do what she calls cleanup after the divorce is over so i enjoyed it i hope you do too And all the pertinent links are in the show notes. Enjoy. So today we have Sherry Timko. Thank you so much for joining the show. How are you doing?
1: I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to have you.
0: So let's jump right into it. I would love for you to tell our listeners who you are and just a little bit about yourself, so they get to get a gist of who we're who I'm interviewing today.
1: I am Sherry Timko. Um, I am on a mission to help couples have really great relationships, and I do that through several different avenues. One is that I'm a psychotherapist, and I have uh, specialized in helping couples for 20 years. I also am more recently a couples relationship coach, and that's really focused on couples who want to level up their relationship. Like things aren't in crisis or disaster, but they realize that they're complacent or they feel like roommates. And then I also have a more mission-based thing where I've started a date night community on Facebook to try and get couples to spend some time together and get some support and accountability around that. And that is a free thing that I do just because it's I think it's really important. Yeah, that's you, cool. <laughs> yeah. Do you well, also want me to tell you the personal side of things as well? Sure. You can go right into okay. that. All right. Um, I am on my second marriage. Uh, most people in my world don't even realize that I was married a first time mm. because I have been married to my husband for for 20 years, and we have this amazing relationship. Uh, but I had a very early marriage that didn't go so smoothly mm-hmm. back in my history. So uh, my husband and I now have three teenage daughters, and uh, they're pretty cool people. That's awesome. Three teenage daughters. Yeah. Sounds like a lot of hair. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a lot of drama. They tend to get along well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been very fortunate cuz they're really neat people to spend time with.
0: That's so cool. And that's what you want, right? That's fantastic. I love that. So you so you have been married for 20 years and you were married 20 years ago. <laughs> um, obviously. Uh, and that when that relationship closed out and you how soon between the two relationships?
1: Um, I guess a timeline might be helpful. I met my first husband when I was 17. We went through college together and then we got married right after college. Mm -hmm. So I was 21. And then we were together for about a year and a half before we kind of spun away from each other. Like, like just almost like an explosion of like, we're just not, We're just not going to be together. Um, And then we spent about four years trying to figure out if that could be saved. And ultimately it could not. So it's probably about four years between separating from my first husband and meeting my second husband. All right. So you are in a loving marriage and you are
0: coaching people in relationships. Um, Can you talk more about, I guess, your method in what you do, um, or any, if or if you have some success stories, that'd be cool too.
1: Well, I've had a lot of success stories over the years. What I find is that if a couple is committed to working through the process, they probably can ch- can change things so that they can have a good marriage. And that the thing that that like pivotal thing is, are we committed and both committed to actually having a good relationship? And if one doesn't or they're both a little bit lukewarm about it, Mm -hmm. then that's a really hard relationship to save. So I have found that a couple who has a really great relationship has three systems that have to work well. Mm -hmm. Um, They need to have good relationship habits that allow their relationship to strengthen even when they're not putting a lot of energy towards the relationship. They need a way to work through problems and they need a way to clean up messes in the relationship. Mm -hmm. So the relationship habits are that they need small interactions that happen just about every day as a habit Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and that allows them to still feel connected and still have some some meaningful interactions at least a few times a week but if they only do it a few times a week then they those behaviors start to drop off Mm -hmm. and so you have to have it a habit that you do every day and if you do that then that can run in the background You don't have to put much time or energy or thought towards it because those things just happen. And those are the things that keep you connected. Right. The working through problems, it's the idea that we all are going to have problems. We're supposed to be two people with unique uh, perspectives on things, our own personalities, and that bringing them together means that we have to solve the problems that occur. Right. And then the third is the cleaning up messes. And that is that couples hurt each other. We can't be close to someone without being let down or having something that just goes sideways. And so we have to have ways of making repairs in the relationship so that things continue moving forward. That's great. Uh, the
0: cleanup, I think, is Huge. And the other two are important too. But the cleanup is huge uh, because sometimes you make a mess called an argument, right? <laughs> and um, if you're not able to like clean it up and put the pieces back together to create some semblance of like connection again, I, I firmly believe that it's at, that can build up over time. So that little mess over here, a little mess over there can build up over time and, and
1: be a bigger problem. <laughs> and sometimes we have really big messes. Mm-hmm. Those are the real deep relationship injuries. And those are really hard to recover from, especially if you're not used to cleaning up the small messes. Right. Even cleanups, uh,
0: the, the idea of cleaning up the messes, I think might be foreign to some in general. And that could be in any relationship, whether it's professional or familial, or even with yourself, if you've done something that you're not proud of, there might be some cleanup that needs to be done or forgiveness or whatever the thing is. Um, so it's a, I think it's a great thing to even talk about in general.
1: Even if you end up getting divorced, mm-hmm. very often there is some cleanup work that needs to be done. Yeah. And if your partner won't engage around that, there probably is still clean up work that you personally have to do mm-hmm. for the places where you didn't live up to the standards that were important for you. Right, right. There are different
0: different relationships within the relationship, the one that you have with yourself and the one that you have with your partner and the relationship that you all created, like that entity itself. Um, and there's definitely opportunities for cleanups specifically after a divorce um, in all those ways. Uh, so it can end, I guess, amicably or at least with the least amount of tension or residual, ugh, for lack of a better term. Um, if At
1: least yeah, with closure.
0: Closure at the very least. Yeah. Yeah. So could you tell us, bring us back to your first marriage and that divorcing process. And like, what did you learn from your first marriage that you may have taken into your second one or decidedly did not take any in, into your second one? Um, yeah. Can you just tell us a little bit
1: about that? My first marriage was, um, I I was young and I fell in love and I wasn't very smart about making the decision about my partner and we were pretty immature to boot. (laughs) Um, So we did not, um, we were okay with relationship habits, but we could not work through problems. Mm. Um, And so every problem that we had exploded into this really big mess oh, wow. and then it was really hard to clean up things mm-hmm. so when i left that marriage i was sure that i would never get married again i thought i might be close with someone again but there is no way that i would ever get married again or put myself in that situation wow. so what happened was when when i met my husband I realized that we matched up on a lot of things in ways that my first husband and I did not. Okay. I, for me, it was like we fell in step with one another. Mm. And that was what kind of opened my eyes to say, Oh, marriage actually can be really different than what I created in my first marriage. Mm. Now you would think that because I'm, So invested in helping others have a good marriage now that at some point there was a light bulb moment, light bulb moment when I said, Oh, I can, I can like learn and I can help other people. But I have to admit that I was already married for a long time before I realized that I had learned something valuable Mm -hmm. and could help other couples. And I'd help many couples before I even related it back to my first marriage. So I think it's important to keep in mind that you don't know where that journey is going to go. Mm -hmm. And we may have it in our heads that like, this is what's going to happen. I will never, ever marry again. (laughs) But it may not happen that way. Like we grow and we evolve and we learn new things. And so there may come a point where that shifts.
0: Thank you for that.
1: So let me add one thing to that. Sure. You know, even 20 years ago when I was deciding whether to get into a new relationship, um, the world was different than it is right Mm -hmm. now. Like I love that women coming out of marriages have so much flexibility in deciding how they're going to live their lives. I think that there are a lot of people coming out of a marriage who say, you know what, I don't want to be connected to another person that way, or I want to be connected, but I want it to be on my terms. Mm-hmm. And so I hope that when they're, they're picking up the pieces afterwards, they really are honest with themselves about what they want their life to look mm-hmm. like, because they really can have that now.
0: Yeah, they can create anything they like from this point, and I, I hope that people going through a divorce can see that as an opportunity, um, and may not know where the road might lead, but just knowing that you can only go up from here, honestly, because <laughs> uh, it gets really low. Um, and I, but I like the fact that I like uh, I liked hearing that you were taking things or doing things within your practice that you didn't even realize that you learned from your first marriage. And the fact that you learned things from your first marriage to know what you did not want. And then when you, and, and you wrote it off completely, like wrote off marriage completely. And that's a very strong stance to take, like a very strong one. So you had your feet planted in certain soil, and then, then something else came along. You're like, oh, okay, it, it can be different. It can be something else. It doesn't have to be the thing that I had before. So what you're, what you're saying was right. I don't want marriage in parentheses in this way. Yes. Like if this is what marriage is, is then I don't want any parts of it, boom. But then you experience a different relationship that had just a different dynamic. And that gave you more ease and synchronicity or synergy as your coaching is called.
1: Yes. So <laughs> when I met my husband... I was so certain that I would not get married again, that on our first date, he said, oh, I could see marrying you. And had I thought Mm -hmm. that there was any chance that that was true, I never would have seen him again. I was so certain. Wow. So of course, (laughs) he was right, as he often is. (laughs) Um, But that's how life happens like we can be mm-hmm. very very certain and then a set of circumstances happen that we didn't expect and yeah. then things unfold in a different way
0: that's beautiful that is beautiful can we go back to the cleanup part cuz i really like this part <laughs> can you <laughs> can you talk about what cleanup looks like for a person who is going through a divorce Regardless of circumstances, but let's call it the heartbreak part, the feeling like a failure, the disappointing family and friends. Like, what does that look like? Or how do you clean up yourself or your environment, you know, the proverbial self and environment um, for that stage?
1: Yeah, I'd be happy to. Um, This is going to look different for each person because what you come out of a marriage with looks different based on what you lived through and the reasons why you left might be different. And the, the motivation that you have to build this new life, it's going to be very unique. So when I talk about cleaning up or making repairs, I'm talking about um, taking accountability for what your part in the situation was. Now, this mm-hmm. is very different than just saying, this is all my fault. Taking accountability yeah. is really taking a good look and saying, well, this is where I didn't communicate well. Or this mm-hmm. is where I let my partner down. Or this is where I let myself down. Yeah. Or this is the thing that if I had gone down a different path. So taking that accountability And then also learning something from that. And learning something from that is all about experimenting and trial and error. Because when Mm -hmm. we decide to live differently, we don't step into that space and we just do it perfectly. Right. When we need to learn from something, we often We'll try something that seems like it would work, and maybe it does, or maybe it doesn't. Then we have to try something else. Then we try something else, Mm -hmm. and so cleaning that stuff up and learning from it—it's—it's not—it is a messy process. Yeah, and it's one of the reasons why people need to give themselves time and space to do that work. Mm -hmm. Now, um, cleaning up may mean that there are things that you would take accountability with your partner. Now, that's not to repair the relationship. That's to stand in your own integrity. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times as we're leaving a relationship, we do things that are outside of our integrity. And so reclaiming that space and saying, this is the person that I am. And that person is accountable for the things that they did that didn't go well. Mm-hmm. There can be a lot of healing in that. Now, if your partner doesn't engage with that, that's okay. Like you can still be accountable to yourself and still, um, still, even make amends to yourself for how you mm-hmm. stepped out of that integrity. Yeah. Thank you. Um, accountability and
0: integrity are, I don't want to say underrated, but uh, we think about them for other people, but like for ourselves, I think that we we could benefit from taking a, a good look in the mirror and seeing where we have lacked in those areas, even if we felt wronged by the other person. Right. Well, which is hard to do.
1: sometimes the way that we let ourselves down or we let the relationship down is that we did not hold our boundaries.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: that's equally important to recognize when when someone else has hurt us, like maybe the way yeah. that we didn't hold ourselves accountable or the way that we didn't stand in our integrity was to say to them no, this is not OK, and you can't do this. And to do that early enough that they could, they didn't totally blow everything up. Now, that's not saying that we're responsible for them blowing things up, but we're still mm-hmm. responsible for that piece of not saying, no, this crosses a boundary, and it's not OK.
0: Yeah, yeah, nip it in the bud as early as possible.
1: As much as you're able to.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then also having compassion for the times that you did not stand firm in your boundaries or did not have that integrity. Because uh, I think it's, you know, whatever your trajectory in life, marriage or not, that is something that goes with you no matter what relationship you're in. And maybe it isn't as strong as it is today or it will be in two years. And it's a, a muscle that needs to be strengthened over time. Um, So if you were not strong enough in your boundaries, then having a little compassion for yourself and
1: standing firm every chance you get hereafter, you know. Yes. And this is hard work and it's messy because your emotions are all over the place while you're trying to sort it out. Um, I used to cry in my car a lot when I when my marriage fell apart. And I always wondered what the other drivers thought of driving past this woman who is just sobbing and sobbing. But that was like the safe space where I could like sort things out and understand and grieve.
0: Yeah, that's important. And not that you purposely said that I'm going to, every time I want to, I'm going to cry in the car, but it became a physical and emotional like safe space for you. Right. And, and some, for some people, it's a closet. And some people, you know, it is a car as well, like the drive home from work or wherever you can decompress and you can be by yourself and you feel safe to let things out. So the other question I had for, for you. Um, so as a relationship coach, is there anything that's in our blind spots that could help us get closer to either the life that we would like for ourselves or even for some, the relationship they want for themselves?
1: I think um, that coming out of a relationship for most people, they have lost part of themselves Mm -hmm. and have stopped listening to their own voice. Now, to some degree, this makes sense. When you're very close with a partner, their voice becomes really important. Mm. So, The blind spot would be like settling down into yourself to that point where you can hear what it is that you have to say and not Mm -hmm. getting off track by the sadness or the frustration or the anger, but just settling into yourself for that. What is it that makes me, me? Mm -hmm. And what is it? What is that life? Going to look like that. I'm now going to create, and to not put a lot of pressure on yourself to do that quickly, but just mm-hmm. to know that you're really trying to cultivate who you are, so that no matter what you do next, you will you will keep that connection with yourself, and it, and that self won't get lost again. Yeah. That's a big one. I firmly agree with that. I could
0: talk about that for 49 hours if I got the chance to. Um, you sound like a really good coach. Um, where are you based for listeners and do you accept new
1: clients? I, I do both accept new clients and I am based in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, my practice is, my private practice is in West Virginia, so that's limited there. But my coaching practice is open to anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I really love h- helping people make that transition. And whether that is a transition, uh, I personally believe that just about every relationship can be saved. Mm-hmm. Now, I go back to that beginning point of you have to be committed to doing the process. Not that that you have to change your personality. Neither one of you needs a complete makeover, but you do need to make adjustments. So that that transition point there, but also that transition point to a new life, Mm. whatever that new life is going to be. Thank you. Thank you for that.
0: So I'm going to ask you my final question or ask you to finish the sentence thanks divorce for blah 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 your your
1: answer goes there okay thanks divorce i could have made my first marriage work but it always would have been a struggle it always would have been fighting an uphill battle mm. even in the best of times it would have been and Getting divorced meant that I could embrace a different sort of relationship that tends to run smoothly, that doesn't, that just, just is much more smooth. And if I hadn't gone through that experience, I would not have the life that I have now. I would not have the children that I have now, and I would not have the husband who just. When I talk about being in step, that's the way it felt at the beginning, falling in step on a journey. Mm -hmm. And it has felt that way, even through the rough times. Mm -hmm. It felt like I was walking beside someone who I was in step with. Mm -hmm. And I never could have experienced that in my first marriage.
0: Wow. Lovely. So lovely to hear. So thank you so much for coming on this this episode. It was a pleasure to talk to you. And I'll have all of your information in the show notes. Is there anything that you want to plug specifically while you're on the uh, the audio version?
1: <laughs> um, people can find me at my website. It's SherryTimco.com. You also can find me on um, Facebook. I've got A couple of Facebook groups there, but probably the straightest line to find me is on my website.
0: And that was Sherry Timko. You can find her information in the show notes, SherryTimko.com, C-H-E-R-I-T-I-M-K-O.com. This finishes the first season of Thanks Divorce. And I thank you for rocking with me this entire time. The next season starts October 6th, and I have a bunch of great interviews ready for you when we come back. We are talking about finances, we're talking about co-parenting, we're talking about sexual liberation, talking about post-divorce dating. How do I know? Because all of these interviews have been recorded already. I'm just taking a break. Why? Because of self-care, come on. All right, so that's that on that. In the meantime, you can follow me on Instagram at ThanksDivorcePodcast, all spelled out. You can also subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to get the newest episodes when they come out. And there might be a release of some merch in the in between time, so look out for that. And lastly, I'd love to say thank you to every listener I've ever had, past, present, and future. This has been such a journey and almost an experiment, but I've loved every step of the way. And thank you to every guest that has come on and shared anything that has been useful to me and my listeners. I appreciate every ounce of the time that you've taken out and the things that you have shared. I enjoy podcasting. I didn't know that I would, but I do. And uh, one of my goals in life is to liberate and inspire and empower women specifically. And this is just a piece of the puzzle. And um, I like it. I can say that. So that ends season one. See you again for season two, starting October 6th. In the meantime, you know where to find me. Until then, have a wonderful, wonderful day, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. And I'll see you again, October
1: 6th.